Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and salutations. It's another rendition of revolutionary hoodoo, New Orleans hoodoo secrets and recipes. All is truly and indeed a blessing. You beat them. Come back home to Africa. Come back home. 
the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this who do obey a life path and journey, passing down the great obvious fit, along with the knowledge of the power, the rituals, the ceremonies, the spirits, the ancestors that back us, that support us, that we stand on, and indeed that fuel my destiny. I am always honored and grateful that we are able to create sacred space in such a profound way that many of us couldn't even have imagined 30 or 40 years ago. But our ability to come here together to breathe and to breathe again and allow for and create for creative, sacred space that we now share here. Please feel free to ask your questions, your comments. This is the day. This is the day. There's no reason that you cannot go forward from today without having your five questions uh, answered, your E5 questions answered, your Nago questions answered, your questions about E5 practice in the motherland as well as E5 practice in the Americas. There's no reason for you to now open up your mics, plug in your cameras, call me on my phone line at area code 845-277-9143. 8452779143 and be and please be a part of this powerful powerful conversation. I greet all of you individually and collectively. Arisha beloved, thank you so much for being present. I know when you're present, your family is present and for that I'm grateful. Kayla Talk, Abushishe, Ashe beloved, thank you so much for being such a consistent participant in our show. I'm always honored to see my godchildren here, to see my students here, to see my clients here, but I'm also honored when new people come and share their opinions, their energy, their Ashe in this space. Greetings again, Kevin Brooks, Ashe, beloved, Grand Rising, Chef Bougie, welcome, welcome, and thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day. Y'all, there are business folks in this room. (laughs) There are entrepreneurs in this room. There are people who indeed have a lot to do. But you all keep showing up in this space to share, to give, to receive. And for that, I'm truly honored. I'm going to begin to introduce my guest, starting with my cousin, Oloye Ifawole Oladeji Ifatande. Welcome, beloved. Thank you so much for being with us today. Alafia, everybody. I hope everybody is doing well today. It's a wonderful topic. I look forward to the work that my cousin uh, has coming on today uh, to learn from him as well, that we all learn together and grow together. I think it's wonderful, and I look forward to the blessing of today. So I hope that everybody enjoys the day and everybody really uh, has an opportunity to maybe even journal uh, for themselves to uh, receive uh, some some information that will allow them to further their own practice and study. So God bless you all. May if I bless you all today and lift you up and elevate your consciousness. I say, I say. And I want to now uh, reintroduce Otan Ifatomiwa. Beloved, Ia, thank you so much for being with us again today. We love your energy and your presence and your gifts that you always bring us. 
please reintroduce yourself and share a little blessing with us before I introduce um, our Oluwo. Um, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is Ifa Tomiwa Egonsoyen Ojebemi. I am Ifa uh, initiated priest as well as an Egonsoyen priest um, out of uh, Oshun State, Oshogbo, Nigeria. Um, I was blessed um, on the journey to of finding my family to meet my cousin, who I found through DNA, as he explained. Um, and I can say that I have truly been shown that I not only have a blessed bloodline, but there is a lot of work in store yet for me. And that if I, if we, if we are all humble in our seeking and we put our best foot forward, everything we need will literally be laid in our path. It doesn't mean we don't get to do the work. It means that we know that our work will be fruitful regardless of what we see. And a lot of that I got from my dear cousin. So, over the Mariation, no Dufoy, Baba Aloye. Those that don't know him, you need to get to know him. Yeah. You need that in your life because he is a powerful man, a humble man, and I appreciate him. So, if you if you want to learn something today, you're in the right place because these two here, they're going to give it to you. You're going to learn it one way or another. You're going to get their work. So, open up, listen, and be ready to self-reflect. That's a big part of the journey. Can you turn that mirror on yourself? It's all right if you don't like what you see because we, we don't want to work to fix that. That's why we're here. So I love you all. I appreciate you welcoming me in. And I'm going to sit back and learn something too because uh, learning is lifelong. So I'm ready. Thank you, beloved. And, I'm, and listen, <laughs> it, it might sound prejudiced, but I'm a part of a powerful bloodline. If you have figured it out, y'all better get your ancestry work done. Y'all better get your ancestry work done. Now, I'm going to invite on with us now our special guest. Um, but, but I first want to say, you know, we met through the Internet. And I say all the time, um, I will on my show that many of us are wasting our Internet. You're playing Candy Crush, you're bickering and going back and forth with each other. And indeed, we have an opportunity to not only meet and embrace other members of our family, our community, our practice around the world, but to go beyond this virtual reality and pick up a phone or send an email or or, or make a date to meet and, and really grow our community in a way that we can free ourselves, many of us, from that bondage that we felt from, quote, unquote, organized religion that we, many of us have, have freed ourselves from, have escaped from. Um, I think there's no reason that there should not be just as many Elays, just as many voodoo houses, just as many ancestral houses as there are liquor stores and, and churches on the corners of our community. There's no reason we cannot now do this in, in the 21st century and moving forward. Mm. Oluwo uh, first impressed me with his Instagram page. Um, and, you know, we've talked about Instagram. You have all these random, unknown babalows popping up in your DMs, you know, offering to give you services. He did not do that. He did not do that. He, he befriended. He sent a greeting. I sent a greeting. I looked at his page, and I felt immediately, immediately connected to him spiritually. 
He's a young Oluwal. His he is Oluwal Ifayinke Ajagunmale from Ocean State. I believe he's broadcasting right now from Lagos, Nigeria. And so come on in, beloved Owl. Please reintroduce yourself. Tell your story. Yes. <laughs> yes.
of spiritual people of different perspectives. And in that, what I found is that many, many people are going through so many different dynamics in their lives, in their families, and that they, many of them have lost the insight of their own personal power. And so in that, in doing the work and doing Dafa for many people this weekend, many times a lot of, of, of uh, different dynamics were presented. The personal power for, for many was the ability to endure, the ability to stand firm and endure. When we deal with our own personal power, we're dealing with times that we're going through many, many trials tribulations, obstacles in our life. And many of us have lost the insight of our spiritual practice. They've lost the insight of the the internal strength, the internal fortitude that is needed to stand and endure. We look at the trials and tribulations that people are receiving all throughout this country. And people struggle with the ability to go deeper within themselves, to extrapolate the divine energy that is within them, to bring it out into a way that is fulfilling their healing. And so when we look at Orisha, when we look at the energies that are uh, uh, within the Orisha that are manifested within us, people lose the insight of how to go deeper within themselves to touch and to feel and to extrapolate that energy, to pull that energy up into the the areas of their life that will be needed for them to grow, to evolve, and to heal. So personal power, for me, is the ability to withstand, to go in deeper, and to see and to feel and to touch that which is needed in order to elevate our inner consciousness, in order to fulfill or, or facilitate I will heal. Oluwa, please. You go next. All right. Peace and blessings to the house. I will want to start with the Ifa Ijuba. Ifa Bad said, Agbala Liya Kisikolo Kodiakwe Batesho Olo Tumare. Iba Bamba, Iba Yiji, Ibunu Mo Ibo Dibona. I'm doing this sanitation for the ancestors that start this. I am doing this sanitation for Bolushi, the divine prince. I am doing this sanitation for Uloje, the Fawole, Olaje, Sadi. I am doing this sanitation for Otu, Ifatomiwa, because I meet you people in this life. And when a kid is used to do meditation, that kind of kid is meant to love. I pray our life, our ritual worshiping will not perish. We will hand it over to our kids and to our grandkids. What is personal power? In my own definition, personal power can be defined as the skill, the ability, the power that is obtained or passed to us from their ancestors. 
Some would even say our obligation to use our personal power for the benefit of the village, for the benefit of the community, so not just for ourselves, not just so that we can gain access to material stuff or, or, or positions, you know, within the world community, but to indeed feed and support and grow our own communities. It's really at the foundation of all that we do uh, within these traditions. Otum, beloved, you look like you're ready to talk now. <laughs> so come on in, beloved. I, uh, wow. Um, again, I, I am all. Thank you, sir, Baba. That that was definitely that was definitely the nail on the head, bullseye. Um, I agree with with all of it, and I will say that. Um, we have to pay attention to words. Um, the phrase personal power, what's the key word in that? Personal. Meaning it's yours. And, it, and, and the thing is, we have to also look at not looking for acceptance. Your walk is yours. It's not for everybody to understand it. It wasn't a conference call when Odomari, when Jesus, when whoever you worship, when they called you, it wasn't them and you and you and you. It was you. It's your personal power, which means you have to be willing to do the work within yourself. No one is going to save you. We, as, as Baba said, we can't look for quick things. You know, this, this society now is everything quick. They want it microwave. They want it quick, quick, right now. Yeah. And they have to understand yeah. doing the work means getting the information. You cannot go to all of these places. You want to get something quick. You want to learn it off of Google and think you know. When I was, um, my mother and my, my sister um, are both ministers. They're in Christianity. They're Baptist ministers. Um, when I was in church, uh, we would say everything in decency and order. And that transcends all, any religion, any practice, everything in decency and order. There are steps. There are processes. You cannot come in without respect, without the openness, the humbleness, the willingness to just sit down sometimes and be quiet. Silence, they say silence is golden. It is so much more than that. Because if you're talking all the time, you can't hear. You can't absorb. But learning will never stop. You will always be a student. You will always be student. Learning is life. Long. So we have to be willing to understand that there's always a new lesson, there's always growth, there's always a possibility to be better than what you was the day before. But the work is yours. There's no quit. There's no, uh, what was the lead you see people that, that want to go to people and say, oh, I need this, I need this done, and they're expecting Harry Potter. Yeah. And that's not what this is. There, there's no bond. There's no Wingardium Leviosa, and then your problem is going to disappear. You have to do the work. Everything quick isn't good. A lot of things you get quick, they fall apart just as quickly as you get them because what did you put into it? What of yourself went into gaining what you were looking to receive? So um, back. Is my contribution, yeah. um, but I think personal power is, is, is our job. Um, yes, we will need assistance, but the work is ours to do. We only go as far as what we put in. I say, 
I say, yes. And, and Iyaz, um, it's interesting that, you know, when I am doing a consultation, you know, they call about one thing, but then I ask, what else is going on in your life? What's going on in, in your house? What's going on in your career? What's going on in your health? And then you find all these really crazy, scary sometimes, main, major issues going on, but their focus is on bring this man back, bring this woman back. You know, it, it becomes a distraction to us doing our own work, to us looking at ourselves. And particularly in this culture, uh, uh, Lola Nobo, a little earlier on in the chat, uh, let me see if I can find it, um, made the statement that, uh, give me a second, y'all. Um, we lost our sense of individuality. And my response was, Yes, that's interesting, but somehow we live in a Western world that believes we own individuality, that believes we are more individual than any other culture, you know, in the world. Yet we find all these issues of socialization, of building relationships, of commitment to relationships, our inability to to even know who our neighbors are and to ask their names. So, um, for me, we've lost a sense of, of village, and we've lost a sense of community, which plays a key role in, in the development and the maintenance of a personal power. Sometimes you really need mama's hand. Sometimes you really need a papa's discipline. Sometimes you really need your brothers, your sisters, your siblings, you know, just to call you out on your stuff. And in, and in a Western super individualized culture, you know, we feel that's a front to who we are. We feel it's an affront for, you know, the elders to say, baby, maybe you should have done that a different way. Maybe you need to look at, you know, yourself, you know, as opposed to seeking outside. So, so how do we in this world, um, Awo, um, how do we sort of combat sort of what we're seeing in social media and this desire for quick magic and quick fix and, and really get our people to understand that there is a system, there is a community, there is a practice here that we all share, you know, in, in our various lineages that they too can be a part of. Society today, uh, we have to, we have to be okay with, with turning the TV off. We have to be okay with, turning social media off. We have to be okay with finding a quiet place for ourselves and being able to go inside of ourselves. Many are not willing to do that. Many don't want to step off of social media for a minute because there's so much stuff going on and they're all in everybody else's business and everybody's in their business. They're posting on everything under the sun. I think that in order to step away from these things. We have to step away from the modern, you know, some of the modern things that we have and then be able to step back and then take our own personal time and personal space to meditate, to to allow our inner conscious to go, you know, to manifest into our thinking, into our into our words, into our actions. And when we don't do that, then I just think that we're going to wind up continuously depending on things 
that are not going to be allowing us to continue to develop our own personal power. Yeah, I agree with Lola. Okay. Um, w- w- again, when she said, that, you know, we've lost a, a certain degree of individuality. Uh, I began to notice that right around the, the decade of the 1980s, um, I saw us moving out of, you know, Afros and, and Black power and African consciousness and, and then moving into label consciousness. You know, what rich, you know, white guy's name is on your clothes, is on your bag, is on your shoes. Um, designer items, you know, begin to flood our communities, you know, e- even the fake ones, because we, we, we then begin to place our sense, our idea of personal power in, in things. Um, I did see a loss of individuality. We, we begin to dress more alike. Uh, fashion began to dictate, you know, how we looked, you know, when we left our house. Uh, and, and when I bring it up a little bit more recently, the, the 90s into the 2000s, um, we start seeing these, you know, black dickies, you know, and, and white T-shirts, you know, and, and our young men and sometimes our young women, you know, being accused of, of being members of gangs, you know, because they're in a group, you know, and, and they have such a, a uniformity, you know, in their dress. And, and I talk about COINTELPRO all the time. I believe there's a conscious mind behind these movements in our community to keep us off balance, to keep us dislodged from our own personal truth. And indeed, when you do begin to find your personal truth, we're then made to feel somehow outside the system. So you have your, your, your rosters and your, and your uh, lock individuals who's, who are outside the system. You have your, your Muslims who, who are a minority outside the system. You have us who are practicing various lineages and paths of ATR, but, but are somehow outside the system. Yet we are the majority of the people, you know, on the planet. And so we've got to begin to stand up in our, in our personal power. And I think that also begins with identity. Uh, if you don't know who you are, it makes it very difficult to find and utilize your personal power if you don't know who you are. And so we've been stripped of that. You know, we know the story. We were first stripped of it during the, the Middle Passage, and we continue to be stripped of it, you know, by allowing ourselves to be pegged blue or red, Republican, Democrat, Independent, Christian. Well, what church do you go to? Well, what denomination do you go to? And, and all these things stand up as sort of uh, barriers to some degree to really getting to the root of, of who and what we are. And many of us, speaking for myself, get here through pain, get here through trauma, get here through tragedy, get here from being on the bottom and, and, and being sick and tired of being sick and tired on the bottom and, and then going within and doing that hard work. Some of us call it shallow work to find out who I was and then be able to stand up in that with, with authority and conviction. So I think the lack of identity is still a, a, a big problem in our culture. And so now we, you know, we're changing uh, titles, we're changing acronyms, we're changing labels. You know, we now have to acknowledge more genders. We now have to acknowledge more politically correct uh, labeling 
within our society. And again, that becomes this illusion, this delusion, this barrier, this block to us really standing up in who we are authentically. And that's why I push ancestor work. I push, I push ancestor work. Get close to your ancestors. Find out who your ancestors are. Find out who your people are. It makes that journey of self-discovery that much more uh, edifying and, and, and a little bit easier to sort of navigate and come to you. There are no blueprints in Western culture with the mindset of helping us to regain our identity. We got a lot of books, a lot of historians, a lot of authors, a lot of stories being told, a lot of documentaries and movies being told, but there really are no manuals for that component to self-identity. Yet we have within the system of white supremacy and racism, those that feel strongly connected to what they believe is a sense of, of personal identity and, and it requires them to feel superior to everyone else. It, re- it requires them to feel supreme to everyone else. So I like how my cousin said, um, Oleye Ifawole said, um, we got to be clear about who we are and, and our identity, no matter what your religious choice or preference is, and, and allow yourself to grow. Eya said, allow yourself to do the work. Don't fear doing the work. Indeed, our power is in doing the work. Uh, Oluo um, Ifayinke said, you know, our, our power is in sacrifice. And I connect to that on so many levels. There's that sacrifice that we choose, that we go out and, and, and purchase to offer. But then there's that sacrifice that, that's the hard knocks of life. You know, I, I sacrificed a great deal of my childhood. I, I, I sacrificed a great deal of, of what I thought was being like everyone else, you know, in, in the culture, in order to really be the person that I am today. And, and you know, church folks say I, I wouldn't give nothing for my journey now. I, I connect to that. You know, if, if being somewhere else other than where I am right now in this divine moment in time space meant me removing something that, that occurred in my past, I, I wouldn't accept it now. I wouldn't take it now. So, so my godmother um, um, used to say, you know, that is now your ebo. Baby, that's now part of your ebo. You know, so, so I embraced that sacrifice. I embraced that trauma. I embraced, you know, the journey that I had to take from the bottom up to find myself and then be able to walk my journey in, in confidence. Please give me a moment to um, go through my chat. I need my co-hosts to share. So one of the things we have to deal with is sacrifice. And uh, a woman can follow me what, I'm, what I'm saying. The, first, the very first aspect of sacrifice is not the outside stuff that we have to give. Whether it's Adimo, whether it is... Uh, rooster, head, whatever, all that stuff is great, but the first part of sacrifice is the sacrifice within yourself. And if you're not willing to do the work within the self, then the sacrifice that is made outside is only going to manifest in a very small space and not be able to really materialize 
to the highest level that it needs to in order to energetically make the change that is supposed to happen as far as what the other is supposed to be. Alula, you can you share? Please. Yes, yes. You know, when I meet new clients or both sons or both daughters, and they tell me, Alula, we want you to be our father in the future, I say, are you willing? They tell me, oh, I'm rich. I can I can make sacrifices. I can make offerings. Then I'll tell them, I say, I'm not poor either. I may not have thousands of cars. I may not have thousands of land, but I'm not sure. When I say I'm willing, are you sure when somebody comes to you and says this thing you are doing is evil, leave it? Are you sure you won't leave it? Are you sure you want to be in the culture or not because you want people to see that you are in the culture? Are you sure you want, you don't, you, you want to be in the culture because of yourself, not because of having thousands of villages on your neck and going about and telling people who are people? Are you sure you want to be in the culture because you are spiritually endowed, not because you want to be there in the culture now? Are you sure it's not the people around you that is pushing you to be in the culture? You know, many people think it's about the things you want to collect from them, so mm-hmm. it's about the things you want to collect from them, they are ready to give it out. But we don't want something from you. We just want to materialize you into being who you are exactly. Mm-hmm. You cannot take a soul from somebody. And for you to really sacrifice yourself in the culture, you need your soul. Mm-hmm. You need your soul. You don't even need your body. Because body can decay. When we die, the body is going to go. But mm-hmm. if your soul is in, is in the culture, when you die, people are still going to remember you for mm-hmm. the past that you have dwelt for the rest of your people to follow. Mm-hmm. So I really what you say is very relatable, especially here in Nigeria. In mm-hmm. Nigeria, many people don't want to be in the culture. And even when they want to be in the culture, they don't want to make sacrifice. Maybe their husband should come back. Maybe they want to get it quicker. Mm-hmm. Maybe you come to me and say, oh, you will give us this guy. I say, I'm not doing it. If you want to be in the culture, it's not because you want to get it. It's not because you want to look nice. You must be in the culture because of yourself. Because if I give you the power, because you want to be in the culture because of money. If you have that money, you are going to reduce it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so have we answered? My apologies. So have we answered the question? Is personal power an internal realization? Yes, it has to be. I have to start there. And to to develop any type of personal power is to develop the different phases and levels of it. We have to understand what insight is. Insight comes from study. Insight comes from experience. And insight comes from a desire to submit ourselves away from what we think, but to find out what we really have to know. So personal power has different phases that it goes through, of course, in order for us to ascertain a full realm of view of what personal power will be for our own self personally. For each individual person, personal power might mean something different. It might mean that this particular person went through all of these struggles and trials and tribulations. And in order to even understand that, we also have to go back to the realm of understanding destiny. What was the destiny that we were born with? What did we go in front of Alulamare with? What did we share with Alulamare that we wanted to manifest here? On this, on this plane, on, the, on this travel down here. 
When we know that, we are in alignment with our destiny, and we can now say, ah, my destiny was to was to become uh, Babylon. So now there's trials and tribulations that happen as we become uh, doing the work to become Babylon in a complete sense. What is the willingness to study? What is the willingness now to go inside of yourself? What's the willingness to try to learn? Especially as us as older guys, it is, it's hard to be able to memorize the verses 256 and then several verses inside because as older people, our, you know, our memory sometimes is like, okay, you know, we're so locked into this way. Are you willing to make the effort? And if that is your, your destiny, then Ifat, Aludamare, Orisha, Google will find a way for you to elevate into who you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to accomplish. And they'll make the path available for you, for you to follow that path if you're willing to discipline yourself in order to make step-by-step to go in that direction. Awesome. Awesome. What about collective power? How do we start to gain collective power after self-empowerment? Otan, you want to speak to that first, beloved? Because I believe oh. collective power uh, starts with the womb and, mm-hmm. and the mother and, and the goddess and the queen. So I, I want you to speak to that first. Okay, uh, collective power. How can we gain collective power? Um, first, I would say we would need to understand that the damage to our unity was not done overnight. It was done over the course of hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. So the coming together of all of us as a community is going to be equally as long because the damage is severe to the point to where you have literally PTSD, post-traumatic the trauma that passed through mm-hmm. from generation to generation because of, because of all of the atrocities that we have endured. Um, So when we look at that, we have to understand that we all have different walks. We all come from different places. And when we look to that, we would hopefully, in in walking a a path of of seeking to be more, as far as the eyesight of God or the mighty, to understand that everybody may not be at the le- at the same level, so we have to stop throwing our people away. Stop being willing to throw them away because for some the damage is, is deeper than we could even imagine. So once we look at that and we can understand and accept, then we have to learn how to love each other where we are. Everybody has to grow, and it's not going to be as fast. If we can learn to love each other where we are, we look at that, but love them where they are. That doesn't mean accept certain behaviors or participate in certain things. It means to just simply understand their state of mind and what their emotional and spiritual limitations are 
within that state of mind that you are currently dealing with them or meeting them at. When we can do that, we can find the common ground because everyone has something to contribute. Yeah, I see. That that was powerful, uh, E.I. We, we're just too quick to throw each other away, but, but also ourselves. You know, we're too quick to give up on ourselves. We're too quick to, to you know, uh, in some cases, uh, commit suicide and do harm to ourselves uh, rather than seek the assistance, the guidance of the elders, the leaders, the healers in our community. And, and get some support in that in that journey. Uh, that was very powerful. That's why I wanted you to speak to it first. Um, Oluwo, Ifayinka, you want to speak to collective power as well? Uh, I will just give two examples. Just two examples. Can a finger lift a bucket of water? No, a finger cannot lift a bucket of water. But with five fingers, we can lift a bucket of water. Mm-hmm. Now, you see me off my camera the other time. Can one boom sweep a whole house? Never. Mm-hmm. But when you have a bunch of boom, you can sweep a whole house. Mm-hmm. Imagine it was only Baba Divine Prince that was in this video. It would not be very sweet. It would not be very interesting. But now I have Babai Dubai Prince, I have Oloye Ifawale, I have Oto, Ifatomiwa, I have myself. Now it is interesting. When you get your ability of knowing yourself, the next step, the next goal you need is the ability of bringing unity to work. That's right. Unity has to work after that. So that is what I will say. That's right. Now, I'm going to ask some some tough questions here. Um, Some of our community feels that they can't reach out to West Africa. They can't reach out to Nigeria. They can't reach out to to the the indigenous community, Um, that somehow you've lost interest in us. Um, In some cases, people believe that there's a lack of understanding um, about our journey through the Middle Passage and slavery and enslavement and how that continues to affect us today. Uh, you heard E.I. use, use a, a, a term, PTSD. Uh, she means post-traumatic slave disorder, you know, when, when she says that. Uh, that. That's a real thing for us here in the U.S. I heard you say that, you know, there are many Nigerians that are not trying to take Ifa seriously. Uh, we have the same issue here in the States. There, there are many African-Americans who much rather hear the church thing, who would much rather hear the Islamic story rather than, than this story. So I, w- I would like you to speak to what similarities or differences you might find uh, in the community there in Nigeria, um, and, and how can we further promote sort of this bridge of understanding so that these two communities can, can reunite you know, as a global uh, a community of, of people who are committed to ancestors and, and traditional uh, religious spiritual practice. You want me to answer that, right? Yes. Yes. Baba, firstly, I am going to be giving thanks to you. 
the divine prince. I am giving time to Oloye Ifawole Olajimeji. I am giving time to Yanifa Ifa Tomiwa because with people like you, you all are the reasons why Ifa is still alive over here. And trust me, you can't see my heart, but I am very, very happy because with people like you, it will continue going. You see, it is normal for it to be like that. Because even if I let us understand that we in West Africa, we are going to live our way of life and we'll be running after the people of the Western community in the hero. And the people in the hero are going to be running after the community here, which is the Ifa community. But what I have seen is that although the Mali has put some certain people in different places in the world, for them to continue to bring his own beloved people to be. Mm-hmm. You see, that is why we that is why you see us in different sizes of now. I mean on should say you are in Louisiana, Baba is in his own state too. Biya is in his own state. But we are bringing these people, we are bringing them back to the culture. I remember some years back when I joined the culture, what I always say is that one day I know I am going to bring the world back to Africa. So, and this is what is happening now. The similarities is that it's already happening. Everybody now here wants to practice the culture. Trust me, if you come to Africa, thousands and thousands of people want to practice the culture. Their eyes are open. And over there, a lot of people want to practice the culture. The only challenges we are having is that a lot of people are falling prey to bad people before finding the repeat. Yes. But it is normal. I love it. I love it because if you don't buy a lie, you can never appreciate the truth. That's right. And, and, and if, I say. Even me as a priest, I have gone through the processes of being under many people who just want to use me, who just want to take advantage of my loyalty. But it never stopped me because I want to get to the truth. So when you buy a lie, a thousand times, when you see one truth, you are going to appreciate that truth than the thousand lives are for. I say. Beloved, there's a question from the chat from Lateria Daniel, uh, and it's to the the entire panel. And she says, for people like myself that seek leadership, willing to do the work to go deep, but not having reliable sources other than YouTube, where can they go for leadership? It's very difficult. Uh, we understand that it's difficult to do that. But I believe that when you find one, then you'll find a community of more than one. So when you find one, like you, divide, you find my cousin, you, you find Divine Prince, divide, you see my cousin, uh, uh, you see Baba, right? You find one, you'll find more behind because we send not to deal with others that are not in alignment with our own uh, consciousness or our own way of being or our own thinking. So when you find one that you feel you see is legitimate, then you go to that person and you say, hey, I'm looking, I, do, I desire maybe to learn more if I, who do you think I should go to? They're not going to recommend somebody who is not in alignment with doing righteous by you. I want to learn who do, fine. Then we send them to you know, we, we reach out to, to Divine Prince, right? 
what is it that you want to do? What is the, the direction that you want to go? What's the path that you want to follow? And then when you find one that you know is in alignment with many others that are trying to do righteous, that person will lead you to those who are doing righteous. Exactly. Ashe, and, and is that an issue um, in Lagos and in Nigeria as well, beloved, for finding it difficult to sort of connect to, to what's authentic? Let me re-ask the question. Um, do you have as many people sort of bastardizing and falsely representing the, the practice in Nigeria uh, the way we seem to have here in the States? You see, it is all over the world. I cannot, I cannot speak about anything. I don't laugh, and that is one thing I love about myself. You see people, but one thing I believe is that when you see what, someone who is real, you will know this person is real. You may not love the person way, you may not like the person, but when you see a real person, you will know this person is real. But here in Africa, here in Nigeria, People love to go to the people. They like cheap things. People, just like I said earlier, you come to me, I tell you, before you do this, before you do that, you have to go through this process. They say, no, this is not good to you. But you go to another person who just wants your money. Because you think you have the money for what the person wants, you give the person money. It doesn't work that way. It is all over the world. And the what is making me happy is that every time they are getting now, people are knowing this is fake and they are going down. People who is real, it may take effort, you know, you have to struggle before you get to the top of the and see when you are top, the effort, the trauma, just as Yaku or two, the first one you said, the trauma, the pain, the cries, the tears is what will make you strong. I say. Before you go shine, it will go to fire. Mm-hmm. Oshun Yemi asks, can someone initiate in the web? Yes. You can initiate anywhere you want. If you know it's real, you can initiate anywhere you want. You can go to Baba, you for initiation. If your mind goes to me, you can come down to Nigeria. I am ready to host you. You can go to you can go to divine point. Since you know this blessing I'm going to is real, you can initiate anywhere you want. So many people have, there are many people that have gone many, many years back and forth. I've shared with you about my own more. Uh Oba is a benefit who has gone back over thirty times. And stayed over there many, many, you know, months at a time to learn and has begun to do ITEPA here in America as well. So, yes, there are people that are doing ITEPA here in America properly, appropriately, seven days, 10 days, 14, whatever, five days, whatever ITEPA tells them that they have to deal with within their ITEPA, we do have legitimate Babalao, Aluo, Aloye, Kabiese, Obahia that have been traditionally initiated and gone through the appropriate rites and passages 
and have the appropriate blessings to be able to do the work. That's the big thing. You have to have the appropriate blessings to do the work. You have to have the appropriate initiations and work within yourself in order to have the blessing to do certain work here and anywhere else. You have to go through that process. So, you know, that's why, again, once you find one that is doing righteous, it will lead you to others that are doing righteous. Because those that are doing righteous, we don't want our reputation soiled and killed because we're around others that are not doing righteous. Exactly. That's right. Sure. Sure. Uh, can I say something? Yes, beloved. Um, I wanted to say that in, in hearing that question, if initiations can be done here, for me, it, it goes back to the initial um, discussion of personal power. As I stated, my mother and my sister are Baptist ministers. Yes, I am an Ifa practitioner. However, I'm not throwing my base away. We have to understand it's not about whose religion is better, who's the real God, who's this, who's that. Because when our people were taken from Africa, do you think that because they were in America that God didn't hear them because he didn't speak the language? No, God. Oh, the transcends all. There's no language that he does not speak. And so we have to understand that we got to stand in that personal power because I will tell you, Knowing and being around those elders, those women in church, knowing how to pray and speak a, speak the illness out and lay hands on you and do certain things and so-called catch the Holy Ghost and all of those things that they do in church, it prepared me because, baby, when I went to a showboat, if I had not grew up the way I grew up, I would have been out of there running on my feet back to America. Yeah. It prepares you. So it's not about what's happening to us as opposed to what's happening for us. Everything was for a reason. Everything has a purpose to prepare and guide us for what we may not yet see. And in turn, as far as initiations being done here, who has the authority to say, well, God will not bless? So if an initiation says, and it says it can be here, then it can be here. No one has the authority to speak down or to say what a person cannot do. If God says they do it, they do it. That is not our place. And I wanted lastly to speak to when you said uh, the question of some of us going over there and feeling the disconnection um, with Africa. I want to say this. So our people here in the diaspora, for me having been there, um, we have to get that entitled mindset and put it away. Yeah. You don't go to nobody's house and tell them how they should be living. A lot of us seek something and want to go over there, be a part of the culture, be a part of the fire. Lower your nose because we are wasteful here. We are spoiled here. And you cannot take that into someone's house and disrespect them and tell them how they should be living, how their home should look, when we have no idea what the really is. We have to respect that. So we have to understand that. When we go there, when we learn, you humble yourself. 
Because the original power is that you humble yourself. You don't go in nobody's house and tell them how they should live. You learn, you respect, and you humble yourself. So we have to understand that. Sometimes it's not that they don't want to help. Sometimes we go over there and we can be so disrespectful. Listen, be quiet. Learn. You're going to learn. Learn. Understand it's a new culture. It it may not be what you agree with, but you accept it because it's there. And it's been that way. And even though we don't remember, it was our way one time too. So be mindful and be respectful. Yes. I say. You know, I say. And that will help in the connection. That's what I'm going to do. I say all the time that we're trying to sort of step back. We're attempting to step back into a a more indigenous mindset, but we want to drag this Western ideology along with us, you know, and we have to put that down. Whether the ceremony is happening here in Haiti and Cuba or in Africa, we've got to put that Western mindset, that Western energy down. They want an excursion. They they want a travel adventure, you know, as opposed to an authentic spiritual ceremony. And we have mm-hmm. that problem in New Orleans, um, Aluwa Ifanike, you know, being a, a big tourist town. We have a lot of tourists who come here, you know, to shop, to buy, to drink, to party, and, and, and they make voodoo somehow a part of their itinerary. And so they want to be entertained. They want to show. You know, and, and there are groups of people, there are communities and organizations here that dance for them and that drum for them, you know, might even storytell. But we make a clear distinction between our authentic practice and representation versus that that we do for the tourists. We have a, a practice here called the second line, um, and, and it happens at a funeral when someone passes away. And we, we carry the casket through the streets. They do the same thing in West Africa. And, and we dance and we acknowledge the ancestors and, and, and pour liquor and libations on the ground. And, and there are locals of other ethnic groups who stand back and show respect. And, and they don't try to get intervene. They don't try to participate. They don't try and, you know, treat it like a, like a show. But then we have tourists you know, that, that want to jump in and, and take selfies and, and sort of show a level of disrespect for the process. Uh, I've even had people complain about the process. You know, well, why do y'all do that? And that's so disrespectful. And, and, and they're coming from that westernized, Christianized sort of church mentality. But I also want to speak to what uh, E.I. said about not letting go of your foundation. You know, I've got a black spiritualist church foundation. I got an evangelical mm-hmm. foundation. Some of you can feel it no matter what I'm talking about <laughs> or what I'm doing. Some of you recognize and can relate to that energy. And, and there's one item in my house. My mother, Oluwa uh, Ifanike, is a, is a well-known evangelist here in America. Uh, she's written books. Um, and, and I keep a bottle of her anointed oil. I still swear by the mother's prayer, especially my mother, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I use that anointed oil in my voodoo, in, in my processes. I also like to remind people that a lot of what you assume to be church is African. I sure. A lot of what Thank you assume sure. to be going on in the church came from us. I say it all the time. There probably would be no, no Christian church in America if it were not for black people bringing our African spirituality and ritual 
to that to that ceremony. I said, you see, you you couldn't give up you couldn't give up that background even if you tried. The bottom line is that you know our elders, our ancestors, when they were kind of having to be born into that, they embraced it. So the, the biggest thing here it is. How deep do you really, really believe that which you are practicing? If you truly have nothing else and you 100% are believing in that, then your whole mind and your spirit and your consciousness will go behind what it is that you're truly believing in. When I look back at my grandmother and my, my grand and my aunts and my great grandfather, just like Prince, I grew up in the Pentecostal church. And the bottom line was watching them jump over over pews and 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 do all the things that they were doing and catching Holy Ghost and all that. When I it, it when you go into African spirituality, the, the, the correlation is so right here. On Correct, because when the Orisha comes down, your spirit and consciousness rises up, and then you cannot control that which the Orisha is manifesting into you. You'll see people, when they catch that the, that the Orisha comes down and mounts them, that they speak messages. They're talking to others in the room as, as, they, are count, as they are mounting on one person. And then you find those that are truly, truly uh, in that spiritual work, uh, our grandparents and all that, they would give messages. They'd be telling you stuff, and you'd be like, um, how do they know that? Mm-hmm. Right? So when spirit comes down, your consciousness rises up. I see. I see. Chat room, come on with your questions, your comments, your requests. Please join us. Be a part of the the, uh, the discussion. We certainly appreciate you. I got a lot of people listening on the phone line at area code 845-277-9143. 845-277-9143. Remember to press the number one on your telephone keypad, and, and I'll be more than happy to unmute your mic. So it would Go ahead, beloved. Let me say one thing, please. My cousin spoke about language being uh, understood by spirit in all languages. We say a fedafeo. A fedafeo says that a woman can speak and understand any language being spoken. Spirit transcends any culture. But we get stuck in religion sometimes because religion is a man-made entity. Well, spirituality is a God-made entity that was already in the divinity within you. So even when we're dealing with Orisha, when we're dealing with Orisha, we have to understand that the first three letters are Ori. So the Ori is our divine power, and our Ori then holds any of the spiritual consciousness of the Orisha within us already. So then whatever Orisha then kind of stands up for us to say this Orisha is the one that's walking with you, then that Orisha says these are the things in your consciousness that we see you have to elevate to a higher level. Some of us have initiations to more than one Orisha. 
So then there's aspects of each of these orisha that are looking to lift us up and elevate us. So our ori and our divine consciousness holds that energy, holds that power, but the orisha then bring that manifestation out of us. And so that doesn't define any specific language or culture. A pedophilia says that is, is that Arumila speaks all the language. Yes. So I'm going to ask a question that Goat Rider, the master, would ask. Can we have collective power without personal power? Is that even possible? You know, I talk about our, our Black Power movements and our Black Lives Matter and, and how some of that community, not all of it, uh, really only focused on the financial liberation, the political liberation, the liberation in terms of the justice system. And, and indeed, all these things are, are important, how we live, you know, th- this idea of governance, you know, living in these, these uh, various countries that we all are a part of. So can we even have a sense of collective power without addressing personal power? I don't believe so. I believe that when we look at the, the movements here in America, each of the movements was, was brought forth by each individual feeling that their voice had to be heard, that their voices were not heard, and they were willing to make the abode, the sacrifice, for the voices to be heard. And again, it's like life attracting life. When we speak about any of the major movements, we can speak about civil rights, and we know that civil rights movement started before King. It started in early times. Here in Oklahoma, we had a person by the name of Clara Luther in the 19, early 1950s who sat in on downtown in some of the uh, restaurants in order to change where black people were not allowed to go to. Yes, we had King. King also came out here to speak. But we have the movement known by King. But remember, King was not liked by even our own people during the time that King was trying to elevate the consciousness of the, the, the society as a whole. So each individual then knew that they had to possibly make a certain sacrifice within themselves and hold themselves to a place where they were willing to make that sacrifice, willing to stand against that which is wrong to manifest what is right. So in themselves, they already knew what they felt was needed to do to make change, and they knew collectively with, with, with numbers come power. With numbers come power. So then now here we are, and we're, we're, we're in that movement working together. You can take it through even the, the uh, Black Panthers. They were so young when they died, when a lot of them, you know, had these things happen. Fred Hampton was 21 years old when that situation happened. These guys, our youth during these, these eras, were the ones that were leading this we, 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 got, we forget that King was in his late 20s. Mm-hmm. A lot of those guys were in their late 20s when they were going forth in these movements. But what's the willingness of sacrifice? What's the abode that we're willing to give within ourselves and maybe outside of ourselves 
in order to facilitate the change that we need. So, so Go Writer responds, and he says, if we begin to add things from other cultures, especially the dominant culture in our indigenous practices, will we not then lose our power as we've seen in the past? Our power will always stick out because our power is the original power. Someone else? You just, even if you just think of what was taught to us in the nation, the nation's first sentence is, the original man is the Asiatic black man. Everything comes from us. So is it really something that was brought in from another culture? Or was it something that maybe we just did not list up, that they listed up, but coming back to us, it's still us, it's still ours, and always been ours? Okay, so I have a problem. I, wanna, I have another. Oh, go ahead, Ifa, Ia, and then I'll. Answer. I apologize. Um, I wanted to add even more less. I'm sorry. Um, I wanted to add to what uh, Baba Amelia was saying, and that um, everything, everything started from us. We were everywhere, mapping the stars. When you look at every place on Earth, look at Japan. And you go back to Japan's history, when they say you couldn't be a true samurai unless you had a drop of black blood in you. Look at Buddha. You being nuggets and fat lips, you're not going to tell me that's not a black man. Stop it. The history of the leprechaun, the Twa people. Leprechaun is a little white man. That is an African nation that were murdered out for that land. We were everywhere. We are the originators of everything. No matter where you look, I don't care if you go to Puerto Rico, they hide the black Puerto Ricans. They're not the, the light, fair-haired ones. Everywhere you go, we were there first. So it's not a matter of involving other cultures. Like he said, we are the original culture. We are the first come. So everything that was done has been imitated, changed, copied, it all came from us. We are the beginning. I said. I have a question from Block Talk Radio, and they want to know how the panelists feel about white people initiating into ATR tradition. Lord, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I want you to go first because I'm learning too. I'm learning. Okay. okay. So from my lineage, and I speak about my lineage from a uh, from it is said that nobody can be denied of their destiny. So therefore, those that uh, might be of other cultures, if we go back to just what we talked about, about everything coming from the origination of the black man and black woman, then understand that when they accept uh, Ifa, they are accepting, accepting the culture because it's set for them in the beginning. Listen, you're moving in to a to this cult, to this to this uh, spirituality, which means you got to be able to accept the culture, some of the language, even some of the foods. You got to accept the these the. the uh, part of the, the uh, attitudes and all, all the things that go along with learning this 
particular spiritual system. And then they explained to them that this is not a religion, that this is more than, this is goes far beyond a religion. It is a lifestyle. Are you willing to get up every morning and give honor to Aguilamare with your Ori? Are you willing to give honor to your ancestors? And are you willing to then rebuke those ancestors that might have been against these people? What are you willing to give in order to receive the blessing of this of this tradition? But the easy question is that if I says that nobody can be denied their destiny.
Then he went to Omumila to consult. When he consulted, he consulted Obuda Oripo. Omumila told him to use charcoal as something for sacrifice. Charcoal. So they made the sacrifice. After making the sacrifice, the charcoal is used for sacrifice. Omumila asked him to pack it in his bag. So he packed it in his bag and he went on on his journey. The people of the Guru Mukutu, they were making Ifa sacrifices because there is a pandemic that always comes to their city. Mm-hmm. And whenever the pandemic strikes them, their skin color is always feeling. You know, a, a white person, whenever they have skin irritation, it quickly shows in their skin. So their skin color is always their skin is always thin. So they were also making consultation of how they can overcome the pandemic and the, the disease that is killing a lot of people in their town. So when they mm-hmm. consulted again, they consulted the same father of Atala to consult. After the consultation, Obatala got to their town. Immediately they saw him. And that is why I say when you know a real priest, you are going to know this person is being. Immediately they saw the Obatala enter their town. They say, Oh, this is the person if I telling all about that is going to bring solution to our problem. So immediately stepping, they are, they took him, they sort of arrested him because they were like if we start praising him now, he will be full of himself. And they took him to their king. And when they got to their king, their king said, Oh, who are you? He said, I am Bishandra. Oh, Batala, oh, Batata, oh, Batata, oh, Batata, oh, Oh, wow, you are a priest. He said, Yes, we want you to consult for all. But when he got there, the difference he saw is that those people were white. They are different from his skin color. And he was so surprised. He was like, this is, this is wonderful because he has not seen. And that made Obatala the first Babalawo to travel over him. Mm-hmm. He sure. was the first Babalawo to travel over him. Many Babalawo today are traveling over him. He started from Oshala. So when he saw them, he made the consultation. Then after making the consultation, he found this to him that the chapel in his hand, he should pour it in a drop of water. And after pouring it in a drop of water, the chapel is going to become moist like cream. Mm-hmm. And the people of the town should rub it all over their bodies, from their head to their toes, which they did. After rubbing it from their head to their toes, they were traveling, they were doing a lot of things, places they cannot go to before they go to, because before, if they go inside the forest, they got struck by a thief, it will show in their body that a thief struck them, it will be ready. They started doing everything and they were so happy. If I don't want to go out of here, which means even us, we are in, we, we are, I don't even know how to say this. We we also have a role to play because we are not holy. We also want other people religious. And those people they are the ones practicing our religion the most. 
most of my brothers are initiated. I have 50% white, 40% black. And you see black people, just like Mama said, they like Harry Potter. They love magic. They want you to cast a spell now and they will see the results now. They forget that this culture consists of the Wakwele. If I said, you know, Beyonu, if you know, say, Kapuli, Suhu, Dibabawa, and Batoni, Suhu, Hongo, Boloni, Bakola, which means angry, anger, which do nothing for you. Patience is virtue. A man that has patience has all things. But no wonder. We want everything faster. And that is why we are starting. We are black. We are backsliding. We are backsliding. We are backsliding. And those people, they have patience. They want to see it carefully. You see a white man frustrated for a black man. is not a fool. It's because of what he wants to learn. Yes. Learn something. A black man, he says, nigga, shake me. I met you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that's it. I agree with everyone uh, in my own unique New Orleans way. Um, I don't turn anyone around. I don't turn anyone away. However, as as Aluo Ifaike. Ifan Yinke said, um, they got to know the rules. They got to know the story. They have to know the history. And they have to be willing to do the work. Now, coming into my house, lineage is required. DNA is required. All of my godchildren, all of my clients, and many of my callers have all done DNA work. I have many people who are not necessarily practicing ATR but listen to our show appreciate our show, and they're emailing me about doing their ancestral work. So I don't care what the culture, what the religion, what the hue, what the shade. Often I can't tell, you know, over the phone. I often, I can't tell unless we're doing a Skype or a Zoom. But everybody in my house is required to look at their ancestry and their lineage honestly, honestly. And and as um, Aluwa uh no, I think my cousin said, um, Oloye Ifawole, um, be willing to be critical in truth, even of your own ancestry. You know, black people, we, we got problems now. We, we got molesters and pedophiles and people who violated and people who've murdered and killed and people who've stolen and people who've done harm, even in our own ethnic group. And sometimes we think all evil belongs to the white man. Sometimes we think all evil somehow exists outside of us. And if we could just get rid of the white man, we'll be okay. But I ask, what are you doing right now? How are you living right now? What is your demonstration right now? You know, um, I spent some time with the FOI. I spent some time sitting under Farrakhan and listening to Farrakhan every Sunday, you know, back in my 20s. And, And often the conversation was about a black nation. You know, he was really pushing for the Carolinas, Georgia, some, some portion of, of the U.S. to sort of be a, a black nation. Um, I feared that 
If, if we're going to do it the way we are right now, I fear that. I fear that. I, I fear my own people just as much as I fear the white man when it comes to immorality, when it comes to a lack of value, when it comes to a lack of humanity, when it comes to a lack of empathy for, for your neighbor, for the next breathing individual. I also agree that the black woman is God. And science and science supports that all humanity came out of Africa. So I don't care if you in South America, if you in Italy, if you in Germany, if you in Russia, you got black in you. I, I hate to break it to you. You got black in you somewhere. So I, I think these, these DNA tests are as controversial as they still are for many people. I think they are a sort of a truth teller that really needs to happen in today's society particularly to combat racism and white supremacy and ethnic bias. Many of the people who are operating in those ills have no idea who they are and who stands up in their own bloodline. So, yes, I don't turn anybody away, but the rules don't change. I don't care how much money is being presented. The rules don't change. The process doesn't change. You know, those who are indeed seeking Ifa, I refer them to my cousin. I, I'm going to now refer them to o, Oluwo, you know, in, in Lagos. Oturn, I saw your face, but you know how to refer people to the right folks. <laughs> you know some of the right folks. So, so if someone came to you and said, I, I want to do what you're doing, you know where to send them to. You know how to get them involved. And, and that is our responsibility. That is our responsibility. We don't prophesize like Christians do. We don't stand on the corner with tracks like the Jehovah Witnesses do, but it's our obligation to lead through our demonstration, to lead mm-hmm. through our behavior. Yes, to lead through our, through our lifestyle. Well, I would say I don't, I don't personally have an issue with, um, with white people practicing or any African uh, traditional spirituality system because we must understand, um, as uh, my cousin said, this is a lifestyle. This is not something that you go into and it's going to be quick. Once they accept this, once they get into the culture, guess what? They are also accountable. That's right. They are accountable. They're not going to be exempt that, that entitlement or whatever you feel they may have. That don't work with Orisha. It doesn't work with Odomati. So with that power, as we see Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. They will be held accountable just as we will be held accountable. Mm-hmm. So we have to let people walk their walk and let them practice. Let them be accepted. Let them do some of that ancestor veneration and atone for some of that mess we've been put through. You better let them get up in there and fix this mess that they don't help cause. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And if you look at the meaning, what is the, the absolute? What is the meaning behind the tradition? The meaning behind the tradition says "Defy means wisdom of nature. The beat. That's the basic elementary definition. But when we go into the nature of ourselves, then we then go into the depth 
of who we really are. Because you know when you sit down and you get in front, you're sitting on the mat. There is no hiding. It's like being in an x-ray machine. When he first starts speaking, you cannot hide anything of yourself or anything else going on in your thoughts, in your mind, in your heart, in your whatever. He brings it all out. So just imagine if they're coming with bad intent and they're sitting on the mat and we're doing dafa on that person and we're looking at this old dude and we're going, now are you sure that this is the path that you want to take? Ifah says, boom, 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 boom. And, it, and, and imagine this thing going on for an hour, two hours, three hours. By the end of that time, if that person can sit there and withstand Ifah telling them all of this truth, and you're still willing to make the effort and make the change in your own nature, in your own self, then going through the processes of the Ebdos and feeding your Ori and feeding the Orisha, they're going to continue to bring all of these things out of you. But if you continue to move forward, then change over time, over time, over time will begin. It ain't going to change tomorrow, but over time, their, 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 their energy will change, you know. Man, there's, there's times that I've been doing Dafa and, and like, it's like Benelete who's on here and, and Oborokini and all of them will tell you, all of a sudden I start and then I didn't realize it, but I look up and it's three hours late. So when father begins to talk and you have a true Babadao and he's talking through you, you, can, you, have no, you, you, you have an obligation to continue that which Ifat that which Rumila, that which Olumare is bringing to you to bring it out and tell truth. Is that correct? Yes, he said exactly. That's true. That's the absolute truth. Because if you are not ready to listen to the messages of Ibab and Jaffa, that is the starting point, Baba. That's true. If I oppose you, I just lie. Before you go into the culture, you want to make it up. That is when you know whether you are ready or you want to run away. When you are a drunkard, if I is going to tell you you drink a lot, stop drinking. That's right. You know, you love the bottle very much. You don't want to keep drinking, you run away. But you want to turn a new leaf to stay with the fact. That is the practice point. That is the root. That is where we. That is where we all come from. The message is what, what did us. So what wakes up the spirit, you know? You know, that is the truth. That is the real truth. That is the point. There is no lie in what you say, Baba. I see. I'm even learning. I'm learning. From the divine truth, I'm learning. And then, you know, when we do that, part, and it comes out either in A or in B, in whatever category, even let's just, let's just talk E B for a second. Let's say that it came out equal, and it says, mm -hmm, and everybody is nervous because it comes out equal. But equal could mean that we are we have to complete this in order to rebirth this. 
So maybe it comes out of this that this person now has to cease in certain areas or end certain relationships, end certain characteristics about themselves, end certain arrogancy, this, that, and the other thing. And then upon that, you go to the opposite side of Aiku, right? And now from Iku to Aiku, because you made this oneness work, made this change. So sometimes coming out Iku could be the best thing that ever happened to you because now it facilitated the significance and the change inside and outside to now move this orientation to Aiku, Aje, Omo Ile, you know, Aya Oko, you know, Ishebu, into Bobo, to, to move the orientation Exactly. You see, what people don't know about the culture is that when you make consultation and it comes out the equal, the consultants tend to run away. Mm. Because they are scared. But I always tell people, if I saw equal, it's the same if I will take equal away from you. Mm-hmm. So when if I is talking about something, it doesn't mean that it is going to happen to you negatively. If I is just letting you, if I is drawing your attention to that, thing, so that mm-hmm. it will go away from you. Mm-hmm. I just want to stop there because you have few minutes left. Mm-hmm. No, you speak. Please speak your piece. Um, yes, we do have 15 minutes left, but I indeed want you to speak your piece. Um, say what you what you're here to us. I told you to come with all your thoughts and your ancestors. So, so I uh, want you to speak your piece. And that's you everybody. You know what I'm just going to say is bad messages doesn't define bad life. That's true. There is this saying of my father I am going to share with everyone today. I want us to write it down. I want us to have it in our minds. In Africa, before we eat, we always wash our hands. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes, my father will always say, if you eat and you do not wash your hands, try to wash your hands after eating. It will cover your secret of not washing your hands before eating. The things you do today doesn't define you. The things you do now, the mistakes, the pain, the experience, you stay in your toilet and you cry for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, it doesn't define you. The downfall, it doesn't define you. You consult the fact from your Oluo, and if I saw a fool, if I saw Amu, if I saw the state, death, sorrow, if I saw death, it doesn't mean. If I just trying to take you away from that situation, to make you a better person for the nearest future. So the willingness you put into what if I say is what will define you, not the condition if I showing you. You understand what I'm saying? So when you eat and you forgot to wash your hands before eating, please try to wash your hands after eating. It will cover the secret of you not washing your hands before eating. So that's it. It is all about what you're willing to do. When that equal comes, when that equal comes, now what are you going to do to now change the orientation? Are you willing to do the work and end, complete, whatever it is that Ifa says you have to complete, 
And much of that completion is whatever is in within you. Whatever's within you. That means if even in Arun, when Arun comes up, Arun is not always talking about a sickness that's going to really um, cause you significant harm, but it's a sickness in your thought. It's a sickness in your action. It's a sickness in relationships. Then when you deal with Arun and you put and Arun comes down for a person and the mental stress and duress, you're looking to find what is in their life that is causing this. It's like being a doctor, right? You call, you find out what's causing this this struggle and and, and this circumstance, and then you speak directly to that, and you begin to to formulate a plan with that person who came and say, listen, if I say this, 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 and this, if you do this, if I say this sacrifice, we'll begin the process of changing it over to I do Ajay. Please forgive me for mispronouncing your name. Um, I know. Tell us a little bit more about, about you. How old are you and how long have you been practicing? You speak like a, an elder, you know, of 60 years or more. And I know you're not 60 years old. But, but I think sometimes here in the States, we believe that, you know, young people can't learn this, can't memorize this the way you have. So I want you to talk, you know, be a little bit more personal and share with us who you are and how old you are and how long you've been in the tradition. Thank you. My name, as I've mentioned earlier, is I was born in January 12, 1997. I am just going to 25 years. I graduated from Ifa Heritage Institute in New York State, Nigeria, and it is it is a school created and founded by Baba Wandi Ukola, Professor Wandi. Baba Wandi Abibola. I think he being in the culture takes a lot of pain. It takes a lot of dedication, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of tears. My mommy was the sweetest. I lost my mommy when I was 11, you know. And these are giving me, you know, it made me find myself the more because yeah. if she's there, I will, not have, I will not want to be in the culture. I will not want to be in the culture. I will not have the eagerness. You know, my mommy pushed me to life, and she made me understand that there's more to life than ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, I'm initiated into three different Orisha. I'm initiated in Nifa. I'm initiated in Umboni Fraternity. I'm also initiated in Ishu because I am on Osai Ishu. Osai Ishu. And I have a botanical in my name. I like the botanical form. This is my botanical card. And also, I have the founder of the Institute of Ifa and Inshallah. Okay. 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 And I can say it was twice that Ifa is great. So just Thank like you. so just like us, this is all you do. Yes. I don't have any other work. If I if I have taken control of my life and I'm happy. 
Yes. And make sure and make sure you put your contact information in the public chat uh, so that people can find you, particularly the botanicas. Botanicas are, are very difficult to locate right now. Um, botanicas that offer the things that we we like and that we utilize. So also, um, yeah, share that, and then um, offline and private, you could also send it to me um, as well. Um, Moldor, I was not offended. Um, I don't know how anyone else on the panel uh, responded to it. Um, the question was, are we witch doctors? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't consider ourselves witch doctors. Yes, you know, that connotation for us might be somewhat negative, but you know, we are elevators of consciousness through the clock, through the through the through, through Alutamatic, through God. So we lift up and elevate the consciousness of a person, of a people, of a community, of a world, through our uh, relationship with Alutamatic, Ifa, our ancestors, Darisha. We try to, you know, so I wouldn't say we're witch doctors. Now, we, I would say that we are, we are divine emissaries of Alutamatic. Ashe. Ashe. Uh, somebody talk while I handle this. Sure. <laughs> so, you know, when we now in, in going to the end of the show, if we think about what we discussed here today and all of the elements that we discussed, if we can put these elements together like a puzzle, like a puzzle, then we now begin the process of bringing back our personal power. Our personal power is found in piecing together all of the elements that we spoke about. How do we know ourselves? How do we elevate ourselves? How do we raise our inner conscious? How do we go deeper in the understanding of ourselves how do we apply the wisdom of nature? How do we do that? How do we elevate that? How do we elevate ourselves and our, our families so that we can endure all that manifests in life? And once we begin that process and once we take the first steps towards it, then you know what? We then start developing and we feel that inner power to grow, to, to maintain to endure, then we begin to see the changes in all aspects of our life. What are you willing to give up? What do you, the elbow, Fabiese used to tell me all the time, the elbow is either done in the beginning or it's done at the end. One way, shape, or another, you're going to have to give your elbow. Do you want to give it up in the beginning? You might take a hit, but it might be much smaller then doing the elbow at the end where it might be a larger, a larger, bigger cost. Understand? Let us let us look at what we have to do in our own lives to bring our personal power back to fruition, to realization, and to manifestation. I say, and Iya, please give us your closing words and blessings. You're powerful, sister. I think you uh, 
underestimate your power. I really do. <laughs> all of the mighty Ashun. It all comes from him. It was not mine alone. Um, I will say that having taken part in this today um, gives me hope. In a time where all that outside forces seek to produce and seek to inject its fear and anxiety and everyone being against each other here in this moment, knowing that we have true people, knowing that all the mighty is working and it it testifies to having faith, being able to walk down those stairs without seeing the bottom, knowing that no matter what it looks like, as long as we keep putting our best foot forward, that we will be connected with people that are doing the same thing, that are aligned in the same way. And then that's where we in turn have to release the element of control, knowing that it's going to work out. From from here forward, it's a good thing when thinking of ourselves, when thinking of situations that we want, we must first start to change our mindset. So from here forward, I encourage everyone to do that today. Stop saying if, say when. If implies the possibility of failure. When you have faith, when you have certainty, when all of the mighty has your back, there is no failure because it says that Ephah's words do not hit the floor. So, use the word when. Speak it like you have it already. Get that energy, get that into motion. Change your mindset, change your words. Words have power. That's why they call it spelling. Yes. I say, I say. And Oluwa Ifainka, I wanted you to put your contact information in the public chat. Um, and I understand you might be confused about the two different chats. You send it to me in a private chat. I, I wanted you to put it in the public chat. And if you have any last words you want to share, please share I was, them. I was trying to. I don't, I don't understand how to do that. Okay. I'll do it for you uh, when you come back. I'll, I'll do it for you the next time. We hope that you come back and that you share with us and that you be a part of this, this space um, as, as regularly as indeed you can. Uh, as we talk off air, um, I really want to get to know you better and your people better and your community better and really build a, a continued extended relationship uh, between us here in this group and your community in, in Nigeria. I should so if no one else has anything more to say, I'll go ahead and close out reminding everybody that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veil, for it's all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. Until next time, Ashe, Asheo, Ashe. Congo Square. The Omus Indians. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. A sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us. Centuries before our arrival. Congo Square, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. And as the colonizers came, our host 
the almost Indian. They pushed aside our host. The colonizers came and pushed aside our host and introduced us in chains. And by the late 1700s, we somehow, recognizing the sacredness of Les Places de Congo, we somehow, and the how of our somehow persuasive methodologies is not clear at this moment. The how is not clear. How our persuasive methodologies worked is not clear at this moment. But nevertheless, even as slaves, we crafted and created a space where we could be free to be we. And thusly, thusly we countered the sacrilegiousness of the French, giving great homage to our ancestors as well as giving praise and thanks to our red-blooded brothers and sisters. This is an oral libation toast to Congo Square, to Native Americans, to our ancestors who made a circle out of a square and gave us a way to stay ourselves, save ourselves from the transformatory ugliness of America, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life and celebrates death with crosses and crosses, double and triple crosses, the middle passage, the first cross, Christianity, the double cross, and capitalism, the ultimate triple coup de grace cross of our captivity. But the terror of crosses notwithstanding, we sang, we beat, we be, we was and is. Hail Congo Square. Congo, Congo Square. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated inside the beat of us. Inside the beat of us, our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated, retreated inside the beat of us until we are ready to release them into a world that we recreate, a world harrowed by the beat, be, beat, being, beating, being of black heart drums, heart Beat, heart, beat, heart, beat, at this place, at this place, beat, heart, beat, beat, we, beating place in new world space, beating, being in place in new world, preserving our ancient pace, our dance is the God walk, our music the God talk. First thing we do, let's get together, circle ourselves into community. No beginning, no end, connected together and singing, ringing, singing in a ring. Second, let's be original 
aboriginal. Be what we were before we became what we are. Be bambula dance. Be bonza music. And sing song words which have no English translation. Third, let us remember. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. The bounce, the blood, flow, the feel, the spirit, grow, energy, must retain and pass on the essential us-ness that others want to dissipate, whip out Hello. of us. Whoa! But no matter, no matter how much of us they prohibit, no matter how much of us they prohibit, deep inside us is us. Deep inside us is us. Remains us inside and needs only the beat to set us free. The beat to free us. It is morning. A sun day. A feel. A feel. Without shade. But dark. Dark with the people black of us in various, various various shades eclipsing the sun with our elegance. We are centuries later now and still this sacred ground calls us to remember, to beat, to be. We are centuries later now and still this sacred ground calls us to remember to beat to be beat Congo Square be Congo Square Remember. Remember. 